guys, it's Meg. What's up? What's poppin'? Welcome back to the podcast. And welcome to the season finale. What the heck? I can't believe we went a whole season of doing a podcast. Can't believe I thought of 13 ideas to do. And it's just crazy. And I just want to put in a quick little thank you to everybody who has helped me along the way, who supported me, who's listened to even just 10 seconds of my podcast. I greatly, greatly appreciate you. Now, let's roll the episode. Have you ever thought of an idea and thought, hey, that would make a great podcast, but you have no clue how to start? Well, that's where I come in because I've learned a thing or two about podcasting over the season, but just know that I am an amateur, like an amateur, amateur, amateur. Like I am at the bottom of the bottom of the list, okay? Like I did learn some things, but there's also way more that I need to learn. And my podcasting class definitely helped me out because the three professors that I had for that class are in the podcasting fields. They either have their own podcast or they do their own podcast or they work on it. So that was definitely helpful for me. But I know not everybody has access to a podcasting class. So that's where I come in with what I've learned, some tips and tricks. But the internet can be very overwhelming. I've learned that firsthand because even though I had a podcasting class, it was the first year they taught it. So they did teach a lot. There was a lot of information, but there was some stuff that they also left out too, like how to release the podcast. We kind of ran out of time for the class and they kind of just sent us links. And that was very overwhelming for me. So something that I did and bought, which it's not the cheapest book, but it's not the most expensive book either, but NPR's Podcast Startup Guide by Glenn Weldon, 10 out of 10 recommend it. I had a lot of information that my podcast class taught me and it had a lot more information. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably like, wow, Megan, a podcasting book, like it's informational. It's going to be boring. I'm going to be like skimming it. I'm not going to want to read it. No, it was so entertaining. Like the way he wrote it, he put little side notes in, he put jokes in and it's so colorful and there's pictures sometimes to start the chapter and it's just nice. 10 out of 10 recommended. I learned a lot from that. And something that I learned is when you're first starting out, you don't need the best equipment out there. Like I definitely do not have the best equipment. I do have some things that are nice and some of it I got from my school. But you don't need the best equipment to start out a podcast. You literally just need a microphone. You need some headphones. You need a laptop. You need recording equipment. You need a space. And this is going to sound cheesy, but you just need determination. Like for me personally, what I have is I bought the AKG Podcast Essentials Kit. I think I got it from like walmart.com. It was on sale for 200 which I know that seems like a lot. But it came with the USB library mic and it came with some headphones. And this is not the best microphone in the world, okay? I'm not using a $1,000 microphone. This microphone literally picks up every single sound. There's been moments where I've had to stop recording and I had to go back in because my guinea pigs would start squeaking, my dog would start barking, a plane would go by. But I do have some like programs on my laptop that help eliminate noise, but it's not perfect. Like I know I have some episodes where you can definitely hear some stuff in the background and that's stuff that I need to work on. But speaking of programs, I use Logic Pro X to edit because that's what I had for school. I went to school for music production as part of my degree. So I have it from that and I like it, but you don't have to use this one. You can use GarageBand. It comes free with any Apple laptop. You can use, was it, I think it's Audacity. That's another one people use. Like there's so many programs out there that are free that you can use that are easy to use. Another thing that I use, which is so helpful and it is a membership fee, you do have to pay. You could pay either a flat like one year fee or you can pay $15 a month, but it's a program called Descript. My podcast professor taught me about it and it's honestly one of the best things ever. What you do is you take the audio track that you're working on and you throw it into Descript 
and it transcribes it and it's definitely not perfect okay it does not pick up accents like there are certain words i say where it does a completely different word but you can like visually see the words and you can kind of guess what it meant and you can just edit so much faster so that's what i do to edit i literally throw it in descript i do a baseline edit i don't make it super perfect i don't make it pretty but i do enough of editing that i can put it back into logic and then i can go in and i can fine tune it Another thing that I use in my podcasting class, I don't use it now because I'm not doing interviews, but it's called Squadcast. It's really cool. It's kind of like a Zoom call or like a Google Meets call, except you can record the audio from it. And it's so helpful. And like if there's multiple people, it'll record two different tracks for you. And it's great. Definitely recommend it. For some plugins that I use to help me like edit and fine tune, I use stuff from Isotope, which I know is expensive. Like, I would never full-on buy something from Isotope on my own right now because it's way too expensive. I got a package from my school, so I have a lot of Isotope products, and it's very nice. But something that I did buy, and it might still be on sale. You should go check it out. But I got it on, like, a super, super low discount. Like, I think I got it for, like, 80% off. But I got the Waves meter plugin, the WLM meter. It is so good. I highly recommend getting it. Like, if you're going to buy any plugin, buy this metering plugin because it makes it so much easier to get your audio to the levels that it needs to be for like apple Podcasts and spotify and like wherever you're putting your podcast out on which reminds me there's a bunch of different distributors out there in the world and it's very overwhelming just do your research like do your research even if it takes you a whole year it's better to be overly prepared than not prepared enough i personally use podbean i like them it's another one that you have to pay for you don't have to but there's like free options out there there's Anchor. Anchor is free, I'm pretty sure. But I like Podbean because they give you like a website and you can customize it and you can add your colors for it. And it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. And you can like look to see where people are watching you from. I don't know if this was just me or if there's a different way to do it. But for me, I learned that your first episode is not going to be on all platforms right away. Maybe there's a way to do it. And if there is, you know, cool. Good for you. But for me, I didn't know how to do it. So what happened is I had to upload my first episode to Podbean. And then after that, I got to submit it through everybody else. Like I submitted it to Spotify, submitted it to Apple Music, iHeartRadio. I'll have Editing Meg pop in to tell you where the podcast is because at the moment I can't think of it. Hey, what's up? It's Editing Meg. So besides Podbean and the website that we got from Podbean, we are also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn Plus Alexa, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and Listen Notes. And I know what you're thinking. Wow, how the heck did I get on Spotify and Google and Apple Music and all this? It's so simple. You literally just submit your podcast to them through a link and like Podbean walks you through it. It's so cool and it's crazy. Like it blows my mind on all these platforms. Yeah, so we're on all those platforms except for one. There's one platform. I submitted it back in September and I'm still waiting to get on it. I'm not going to say who. They might have the same name as a jewelry company, but yeah, I don't know what happened. I literally submitted it. Somebody would be four to six weeks or four to eight weeks and um, we're still not on there and I don't know what to do at this point, which is again, emphasizing how I am an amateur, but I'm also doing this by myself. Like everything in this podcast that you're hearing is hundred percent me. I don't have a team behind me right now, which is a lot. But it's possible. So if you have a podcast plan and you're like, yeah, I want to do this, but you don't have anyone to do it with you, you can do it by yourself. I mean, I'm doing it by myself. I mean, I do have editing, Meg, so it does add another voice to my podcast. But at the end of the day, it's still just me. And it can be a lot. Like, you can burn yourself out. Like, I definitely felt a week where I was feeling burned out because I wasn't prepared enough. They tell you this in the book, and my podcasting class definitely told me this, but they always say have another episode planned 
in case something happens, in case an emergency comes up, like you always want backup episodes. And I did not listen to them. Will I learn my mistake? No, probably not. I might not do this. But I had a week, you can hear it, I think it's like episode six or seven, where like my voice sounds bad, my voice sounds different, and it's because I was having a huge asthma flare-up, but I didn't have any episodes backed up, so I just kept pushing through it. I probably shouldn't have. I probably should have taken a break. And just know it's okay to take a break. It's like, yeah, you want to be consistent. Yeah, you want to keep true to your word and make sure your podcast is going up when you say it's going to go up. But if something happens, something comes up, people will understand. And you just put it on your social media accounts like, hey, sorry, no episode this week. Like, yeah, it's disappointing to yourself. Yeah, you might be disappointing to people listening. But at the end of the day, you got to put yourself first and you got to take care of yourself. But going back to podcasting like 101, something that I did in my class was they made us come up with a podcasting pitch and it definitely was helpful. I highly recommend it. Even if you're not pitching your podcast to like a professional or pitching it to anybody, just having that there to like solidify why you're doing a podcast is so helpful. So like for my class, we had to talk about what type of podcast we're going to do. And there's all different types. You know, there's roundtable podcasts, there's interview podcasts, there's solo podcasts, which is what I'm doing. And I don't think those are the right terminologies. Roundtable is definitely a right terminology, but there's all different types. So you want to think of what type of podcast you want to have. So like I did a solo podcast. I did think about doing a podcast with somebody else because I do have friends who are into podcasting or who had a podcast. And I was like, well, maybe they'll want to do one with me too. But then it's like, you have to plan around their schedule, around your schedule. And it's like, what if you can't meet up? And there was just a lot of pressure with that. So I was like, you know what? This is my first time doing it. I want to do it by myself so I can understand what's happening. And I can always bring them on for an interview or bring them on for just an episode as a guest. Another thing you want to think about is the topics you're going to talk about. Having a list of topics is very helpful. I actually made a list of topics for my podcasting class, and that's how I had this whole season planned out. And for next season, I already have like a few episodes planned out, but I don't have them all planned out. So if you have an idea that you want me to talk about, totally tweet me, DM me, reach me any way you can. So that way I can talk about what you want me to talk about. And, you know, there's different genres which I didn't know what to put mine down as. I forget what I did. I think I put mine down as comedy. I hope I'm funny. I'm probably not. I really think I'm annoying. Like, that was definitely something I was worried about. I was like, I should not be doing a podcast. Like, no one's going to listen to me. No one's going to care. And I brought this concern up to my podcasting class, and there was a classmate of mine who gave me, like, the best speech ever. It was great. I still think about it to this day. Like, whenever I get down about myself on this podcast, and I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? I just think of his speech and it instantly puts me in a better mood. And I'm like, you know what? He's right. I should be doing it for this reason. And I literally wish I recorded it, but I didn't. But it's okay if people don't listen to your podcast because you know what? There's millions of people out there. There's millions, millions of podcasts out there. And like trying to get yours there is so hard, especially when there's celebrities who have podcasts. Because let's do, let's do a little analogy. Let's have a little analogy right here. So I'll picture a ladder like that's on the ground and it's like all the way up to the sky. Let's just say there's a celebrity that's super, super famous. I'm not going to give any names, but let's say there's a super big, famous celebrity and they have a podcast out. They're already up that ladder. They're like a third of the way up the ladder, even higher up the ladder. Whereas you're standing on the ground, you're not even near the ladder. You're like six feet away from the ladder. But the more you learn about the podcast, the closer you start walking towards the ladder. Then you release your podcast. You're at the base of the ladder. You start releasing episodes, you start pushing, you start promoting yourself, you start doing everything you can, you start working yourself up that ladder. Yeah, that celebrity's up higher than you, 
But there could be a point where you work harder to the point where your podcast is standing competing right next to their podcast or you could even be going higher than them. And it's like you can't compare yourself to other people when you're doing a podcasting thing. And now that we just had a whole little tangent, we just did a whole little skirt skirt. Uh, let's go back to our pitch and what you should have in it. So besides your genre, you got to think of your purpose. Like, why are you doing a podcast? Who even cares that you're doing a podcast? And I know that sounds mean, but you really got to think about it. For me, my purpose is I just want to entertain people. I just want to make art and put it into the world. And you got to think of your audience. Who is your audience? Who is listening to you? And it might not be exactly who ends up listening to you. I've definitely learned that. Because when I had this in mind, I was like, oh, only people from the United States is going to care about my podcast. But it turns out I have listeners from all over the world. I have people out in Australia. I have people out in like Europe and Asia. And it's just crazy how many people are listening to my podcast. I'm like, wow, this is blowing my mind. And you got to think about what podcasts are similar to you. And then you take that and you got to be like, well, what makes you different? And for me, that's editing, Meg. Because I don't know a lot of podcasts that are doing something like this. And actually, I'll just have Editing Meg come in right here to explain more about herself. That's so weird because it's actually me. But anyways, Editing Meg, take it away. So when I first came up with this idea, I was like, you know what? I love The Emperor's New Groove, okay? I don't know if you've seen that movie, but you should. I love that movie. And I was like, okay. I love how Cusco keeps interrupting the film to like circle and point things out. I'm like, how can I do that type of visual, but only with audio? So that's when I came up with this noise here. And I pitched that to my classmates and they were like, okay, yeah, but sometimes it's confusing having that voice there. And then I met with somebody because I did a mentoring program through my college and then they got me in contact with somebody else. And he was like, well, what if you put some type of musical bed underneath? So that's when I was like, okay, this is my favorite chord ever. So I used this chord here. It's a C at nine. I don't know why I like it so much, but it's so pretty. But I put that underneath my voice to create editing mag because I was like, okay, maybe this will work. Because you know how people on YouTube do it too? They put a lesser quality video over their video when they're editing their videos. So I was trying to do that effect, but with my voice, which I feel makes me different from other people. But maybe not. Maybe there's other people doing this too. I don't know. If there is, you should let me know so I can see how they're doing it because this was definitely the hardest part of my podcast. It wasn't coming up with the idea or with how to do it. It was literally coming up with how to make an editing bag stand out more. Yeah, so that's what makes me different, I think. Then you gotta think about how long your episode's gonna be and that can change. It definitely will change. When I was in my podcasting class and I had to give my pitch, I was like, you know what? I looked it up. The average commute in the state of Massachusetts is about 20 to 30 minutes. So I was like, okay, my podcast will be 20 to 30 minutes. And I did it for the first one. The second one, I was kind of close. But as the season went on, all my episodes were around like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I kept getting mad at myself. And I was like, I'm not hitting my mark. I'm not hitting the mark. But the thing is, there was no mark. That's just what I created for myself. I didn't have to stick with that. I could have changed it. So that's when I turned around and said, you know what? I won't be there for their morning commute, but I can be there for their getting ready. And when I was doing research about the best time of day to post your podcast, it always said to post it earlier in the week because then you have the whole week for them to listen to. I don't know. It was something weird. But I see it in my podcasting thing. It does work on Podbean when it shows me my stats. Like, even though I post my episode Monday at 9 a.m., a lot of my downloads don't happen till like Thursday. But it's up there and people see it that it's there. It's nice to have a set day and a set time. And you can schedule your episodes with Podbean, which is so nice. It's so convenient. Besides, like, coming up with how long it's going to be, yeah, you got to think about, do you want a season or do you want to keep having a run? So I decided to do seasons to give myself a break so I don't burn out. Because when you're doing everything by yourself, 
you definitely can burn out and it's frustrating and it's hard but you know you just got to keep working on it because at the end of the day it is fun and it is therapeutic i have more fun editing the podcast and putting all the musical elements in and everything like that than i do sitting here recording the podcast and speaking of editing and doing everything on your own you're gonna hear all the mouth noises that you make and you're probably thinking to yourself now i don't make that many mouth noises oh no you do and you hear them and it's disgusting and then once you start hearing them, when you start speaking normally, like outside of the podcast, like just talking to people, you start hearing it then, and then you start cringing at yourself, and then sometimes you get so crazy that you start hearing it when people talk to you, and you're like, no, it's like a curse. It's so bad, but just know that that is a thing. But overall, it's such a fun experience to me, and I love it. You gotta think about if you want seasons or not, and then you gotta think how many episodes per season, and there's not a set number. You don't have to have a set number. I just personally pick 13 because I like the number 13. But you could have 20 episodes per season. You could have two episodes per season. Like, the possibilities of podcasting are endless, which is what I really like. And coming up with a name is fun, too. You want to look to see if somebody else has the same name as you because then you wouldn't want to use it. Sometimes you can use it um, if you check to see copyright. If you just search copyright, it brings you to a website, and you can, like, put in the name to see if anybody has a copyright, so that way you don't get sued if you use it. And if it's not, it's up for grabs. You can use it. Most of the time, there is some copyright rules, which I don't want to get in trouble for saying that. So look up your copyright rules if you have any more questions about that because every state's different. You want to pick a name, and you want to pick a name that stands out or like, that's catchy. You could also pick a name that like describes your podcasting more because I know mine's very vague. Hey, guys, it's Meg. Like, what's it talking about? Like, what's that podcast about? What's it talking about? Nobody knows until you click on it. And you also need a tagline which is very nice. And you want something to be catchy, something that's short, something that's fun. So I do what's up, what's poppin'. Welcome to the podcast. Because I also came up, this wasn't part of my pitch, but I always think ahead. I always think something into the future. Like if I'm coming up with a podcast or I'm coming up with an idea, I want it to grow. I don't want it to just last for two episodes or just a short amount of time. I want it to grow out. So when I was coming up with my podcast, I started thinking about merch right away. Because one day I will release merch because I will have a huge fan base. Right now we're not there. But one day, I'll have a huge fan base, and, like, we can have hoodies and t-shirts and sweatpants that say, like, what's up, what's poppin'? I feel like that'd be so cool and so fun. But there's just so much possibilities for podcasting, and it's just so fun. And there's so much information out in the world. You can always look it up. It's always out there. And you want to make sure you're promoting your podcast, which is something I'm very, very bad at. I'll admit that. This is why I'm an amateur. I'm so bad at promoting myself and pushing my podcast. And I try. I try so hard to be a good content creator, and it's very hard. So that's something I'm learning too. So I can't really give you a lot of information about promoting because that's something that I'm working on myself. And another thing, you will also learn as you go and you'll come up with new things to add to your podcast or new ways to edit or record your podcast. Like for me, around episode nine or 10, that's when I discovered a new recording method. Whereas before, I would record the base of the podcast and then days later, I would record editing Meg and then days later, I'd start a new episode where around like 9 or 10, I started to record editing Meg. Then I would save that session, open a new session, and just instantly start recording the next episode because I already had my microphone set up. My voice was already warmed up. So it just made more sense to do that. And it went so much smoother and it went faster. And I wish I thought of it earlier, but that's definitely something I'm going to take into next season. Just know that your ideas can change. Like you don't have to stick with what you're doing. Like I said, my episodes are shorter. This one's not. This one's pretty long because I'm doing like a recap of what I've learned over the season. But you can always change your podcast up. You can always switch your tone, switch your music. That's nothing. I had two different theme songs for my podcast. I remember I like pitched the first one and people were like, oh, this is different. This is fun. I hate it. I think it's so out of tune. I hate my podcast theme song. But when I pitched my second theme song, 
everyone in the class is like, no, that doesn't fit your podcast. Like the first one fits your podcast. If you don't produce music, like I produce my own music because that's what I went to school for. If you don't produce your own music, there's free music samples all over the internet, all over GarageBand. Apple Loops are free to use. So there's music out there for you if you don't know what you're doing. It's definitely out there. You can learn from it. So another thing you need is space. You need a section that you can record in. I personally record in my closet because it reduces the sound with all the clothes in it. You can make a pillow for it. Like it, Whatever you do, make sure you're condensing your sounds. That way it doesn't echo that much. And just know the internet will always have things for you and that things will always change. Like, yeah, I learned a lot in school, but I never thought I'd be using my degree to sit alone and talk to myself in a closet. That's my reality. I thought I was going to be going on tour, playing my instruments, making music, going across the country, releasing albums, being a musical artist. Yeah, here I am trying to be a content creator and struggling at it like a lot of other people in the world. But you know what? As long as you stay determined and you don't give up on yourself and you don't listen to the haters, like you're going to have people who are going to put you down and be like, this is dumb, this is stupid, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, go get a real job. You're definitely going to hear that a lot. And it's okay if you have a side job. I have a job where it pays me money while I do this because this is not making me money at the moment. But don't give up on yourself because you never know how close you are to achieving your goals. And like, that's a nice thing, but it's also a bad thing because it's what motivates me, but it's also what also doesn't motivate me because sometimes you're going to want to give up. Like I've had moments this season where I'm like, I'm giving up, I'm quitting, I'm not podcasting anymore, but I didn't. I kept pushing and I kept releasing the episodes because you never know how close you are. Like I could be two episodes away or one episode away or a hundred episodes away from reaching my goal of becoming a full-time content creator. And it's like, we don't know what episode we're going to release that puts us on the charts for podcasting. Or like, I also create Instagram and TikToks for my music accounts. And it's like, you don't know what cover song you're going to post that's going to be what makes your fans meet you and see you and make you feel heard and seen. So with all this being said, I hope you learned something about podcasting. I know I'm an amateur and I don't know a lot, but I do know a thing or two and I hope it helps. And just know that... Even though there's millions of podcasts in the world, just keep trying and don't give up and keep pushing because you never know how far this could take you. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Hey Guys is Meg. You can follow Hey Guys is Meg underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter for updates and good times. Thank you so, so much for joining me for my very first season of podcasting. This was such a fun experience. I loved every second of it and I can't wait to come back for season two. I'm going to be taking a month off to give myself a break and to prepare for the next season. So I will see you all January 3rd, 2022, which is so crazy to see. And I feel like it's so far away, but like I'm going to like sneeze. It's going to be here any second. Thank you again. And I'll see you next year. That was so cheesy and so bad. I'll see you all on the flip side. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Bye.